Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. I'm Dr. Selena. Thank you for joining me. So we launched this new adventure in January 2021. And, you know, depending on which stats you look at, there's like 2 million podcasts out there with like one episode. And I learned a few things about how many actually make it to episode 15. So here we are at episode 16. And when we launched, it was roughly 10 months after the COVID-19 pandemic had hit our area here in the Midwest uh, the hardest at the beginning. And I've often wondered to myself why I chose to go down this road. But for those of you who do not know me, other than through this adventure here, this is really an extension of my day-to-day work. So for the last 12 years, I have been engaged full-time as a small business owner with several others uh, who are just key people near and dear to me who help me do this work of seeing companies, of learning, listening, and leading conversations in companies. And this particular podcast endeavor was really a way to get creative juices flowing again, coming out of 2020 and just feeling so overwhelmed and stretched and challenged like many of us have this past year. And we've done this without a lot of fanfare. We're having some fun with the chameleon uh, approach and I, you know, we don't even have the editing down pat. So thank you for sticking with us. And let's talk about how this relates to today's topic, because in my day-to-day work as a trainer, as somebody who sees one to two companies usually on site a day, sometimes I see groups with maybe 10 or 15 companies represented it. And Uh, Hopefully coming back in the new future, we just booked our first national conference uh, rescheduled for this fall, given the pandemic. Hopefully I'll be back into audiences also with hundreds of people from all different kinds of backgrounds and companies uh, brought back together again. And it's really because I'm fascinated with our modern work life, the role of the organization throughout our lifespan and really decided that professionally, as an extension of my own personal values and maybe the way I live life, I really believe we can do a whole lot more to help each other and support each other, as is the phrase I use, judge less, help more. And as related to this topic today of self-talk and voices in our head, The last few episodes, I've mentioned this reference to the telephone game of the patterns of communication we get into in small groups in our organizations. Well, today, I would like to talk about the chatter going on in your head and specifically my head. Many of us can think of maybe a cartoon we watched somewhere along the line that had a angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder of the cartoon characters. And the characters sitting on those shoulders were saying good things or bad things, depending on if they had the halo or they had the pitchfork. 
And that's really what I want to examine here today for just a few more minutes. What is it that you are telling yourself? What is it that you are telling your brain on change? Now, a couple of episodes ago, we looked at the way our brain can mess us up during times of change. The way cognition, the process of thinking, the thinking, knowing what it does when we are experiencing some sort of adjustment, a change, something is different than it was before, as well as the change management process. And we want to consider today where your brain's at. What are you telling yourself during that change? There are actually two primary types of self-talk, and they can be broken down even further than that but often identified in the research as motivational or instructional. Now, motivational most often is recognized as positive or negative. Positive self-talk, you know, as you talk well to yourself, you're good to yourself. Negative self-talk, you're miserable. It can impact recovery from a situation. It doesn't honor who you are as a person. And it is a, it can be a downward spiral. Spiral. So motivational self-talk can be positive or negative, and it is how we push or drive ourselves, right? So motivation is that spark or that drive to satisfy something I need or I think I need. Well, when we think about motivational self-talk, it's that push, it's that pull. What am I telling myself in positive, self-affirming ways that are good to me or negative? We also have instructional self-talk. So this may be what you're doing in order to take yourself through a series of steps or to give yourself direction on how to do something, how to work through something. And while it can have positive and negative aspects, instructional gives us a little bit of difference as we listen for it, of am I trying to be helpful to myself here? Am I trying to get myself through the situation? That might be the moment where you have to take on a task where you're like, okay, here's what I need to do. Step one, step two, step three. Here's who I need to talk this through with you. And we know that when it comes to any of those types of self-talk, it's important to pay attention to how you feel. We need to pay attention to the traps we can also fall in. Are there certain people around that create more positive or negative self-talk for you? Are there situations that you have to exercise more instructional self-talk through to navigate it successfully? And change can challenge all of us in our individual roles, our teams, our companies, because not only do we have the dialogue going on between people, but many of us have the dialogue going on in our head and it may not be helpful. All right, let's take that moment. Pause. What have you told yourself lately? What did you tell yourself about the beginning of your day today? What did you tell yourself about the week ahead, about a meeting you have, about a project you need to finish? Now, we know life is tough. There's some really hard things to work through. What I want us considering today is why make it harder? Why tell yourself things 
that are just going to make it more difficult to work through the situation. There are things we can do to help manage that voice. And at 50 years old myself, I'm still working on these, right? I do think it's part of our experience as humans and processing what we do because of how we learn to and what we learn to listen to over the years. There are things I can say to myself, like the picture in my head is not accurate. My vision of the situation is is not healthy. This is just me being negative. I can turn those phrases around to I will be okay, or I know what this feels like and I can get through it. I will get through it. There's so many things that can happen in our day. And many times we are so much harder on ourselves. This isn't new news to you. I didn't need to produce a podcast today to tell you to think positively. But maybe today it's what you just need that extra boost on. I know I do. During this change, whatever that transition is that you're going through right now, however many of them you are going through with your job, with your team, with your company, and even outside of work, We've heard the call this past year to be gentler on ourselves. So many times we would give advice to a friend or a coworker that is way more positive and uplifting than we give to ourselves. It is interesting to look at some of the research in how our beliefs are shaped. So many things contribute to that in our lifetime. But beliefs create attitudes. And for years, especially in U.S. business culture, we've had to wrestle with the fact that attitude by itself typically has a negative connotation. That if I'm talking with a team member, we're working on something in our company and I say, oh, that person has an attitude, I typically have to qualify it as a positive attitude most often it's considered or assumed to be negative. And even through all the training, the leadership training I do, the staff in services I do, all the ways we talk about attitude at work, I always will give this piece of advice. When someone says, oh, they have an attitude, I will say about what? Because if I can find where that attitude is directed, because our beliefs create our attitude, our attitude gets connected to feelings, which stirs up behaviors and actions that either get us the results we want or they take us away from the goals we were seeking. And if I can determine where that attitude is aimed, that person has a good attitude about their job and a bad attitude about their supervisor. They have a great attitude about this project, but a poor attitude about that client or customer or task. When we can understand how beliefs shape attitude, attitude gets connected to feelings and feelings stir up how we will respond to this change. What will we think about it? How will we act And what are the results that are going to come out of that? Oh, there are so many phrases we use in our head, though, right? It's no use. It's not worth it. I can't do it. 
I'll never follow up. Others are better at this. Oh, by the way, we're coming back to that one next episode on imposter syndrome because your confidence and your abilities makes a huge difference in navigating the landscape of change. Others, somebody else may be better at it, but you have something to offer that conversation. That self-talk that can get us stuck on not enough or I'm not going to do this perfectly enough. What we need to do is change to switch our mindset. Because really, when you think of it, we can get stuck in the acceptance of that negative and stay there. I call it spinning. What do you call yours? When my brain is just stuck in that negative space, I feel like I'm spinning. I feel like I'm stuck in place and it takes some momentum, some redirection of that energy to get me out of that spin. Now, once I can get out of that spin, I have to decide a couple of things that I need to change, that I can choose. So I decide to change whatever that is. If I have to do something differently than I've done before, what am I telling myself about it? Am I saying, yes, I can? And then am I moving to the mindset of, yes, I am? We make a choice. In my own life, I can recognize that the voices that I play over and over in my head have been there my entire life. And it's all energy, right? I've really done a lot of work in these last couple of years to understand it's all energy. If you hang out with me long, you know that I've got a pretty highly active squirrel brain. I can leapfrog topic to topic faster than uh, the rest of my story can catch up. And I've noticed within my own life, there are some particular challenges because it has been probably almost, eh, we're going on 30 years since I've actually heard silence for any period of time. I have severe disabling tinnitus, which prevents silence in my head and can't even tell you the last time I heard it. It's been decades which does not help my squirrel brain, which does not help my focus. And I share that with you today because we each have our own stories. We all have our own challenges. And when I combine that tinnitus with a hearing deficit and a squirrel brain, I have to choose where that energy goes because I can spin on stuff all day long. My wish for you today is to understand that today you choose what that self-talk looks like, that angel on your shoulder, the devil on the other shoulder, if you like the cartoon analogy, give yourself a break. Listen to that voice, honor it, see it, and choose. If you need anybody else today to tell you, you are worth that, the changes are going to keep coming. Honor that silence. Take that moment today to pay attention to what you're telling yourself. Is it supporting your efforts? Is it helping you move forward? And if not, why not? You are so worth 
that investment. And here's the best part. We can support each other, remind each other, and have some fun along the way, understanding that we all have these challenges, how we choose to move through them together is what makes, I believe, all the difference in this world. Thank you for tuning in, listening, taking some time to apply maybe something from this podcast that can help your day go a little bit smoother. Take care until next time.